0: And hear some amazing stories along the way ready for a breath of fresh air it's time for your paradigm shift welcome to the
1: paradigm shift of healthcare and thank you for listening i'm michael roberts here today with my co hosts scott seitzer and jared johnson today's episode is the second in a three-part marketing refresher series where we're going to be guiding you through parts of your digital marketing that tend to get neglected or forgotten but you don't want to do that these things are still vitally important to your online presence Guys, here we go. So we, we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, but you know one of the real reasons that we're going back through this refresher series is that there are a lot of properties out there, a lot of marketing properties that are sitting out there, and they may be kind of gathering digital dust, so to speak, with all the different you know, responsibilities we have in marketing and with all the different things that, that small to mid mid-sized you know, med tech companies may be trying to accomplish. It's just tough to keep up with all these things, especially in light of a pandemic. So today we're gonna to be focusing on social media. Last, in our last episode, we talked about search engine optimization, go take a listen to it if you'd like. Um, but today we're talking about social media and we're gonna talk less about like which platform to choose or any of that kind of stuff we're just kind of talking more about this concept of engaging with people online and engaging people in this kind of format. And we're going to look at five pluses and minuses. So let's start with a plus. Let's start with a positive thing here. This gives you the opportunity to put yourself, put your company on the map. You can be become part of a of different national conversations that are going on and trends, you know, you otherwise wouldn't really be able to be a part of. So Jared, You know, I see you jump into these kinds of conversations all the time. I think you do an excellent job with this. So, you know, what would you advise other companies that are looking to try and do in this space? So I think a real good example, a thought is just finding a balance.
2: This is just like going to a dinner party and knowing that you're not going to go in there and, and go talk about yourself the whole time. You're not going to go to a corporate party. You're not going to go to the department store. Well, no one goes to a department store anymore. You know, you're you not going to go to a restaurant, I guess, and just start bringing up conversations with people you've never met and, and act as if you know them. So it's the same social principles that apply. You can We, we can all point to people who are like, yeah, okay, they're not... If they were doing that in real life, that's not how they would act. That's not the, how they would mm-hmm. respond. One, one thing early, early on, early in the days of, of when I was just looking at how to connect with people more uh, with social media, I attended the healthcare IT and marketing conference, uh, HITMIC, and John Lynn was hosting that thing. And like within the first two minutes, he shared a slide that that still kind of guides my my strategy today, which is give before you expect anything in return. And he was talking about just basic value on social media. He was basically like, you don't go in there and, and try to sell everybody on something. And you also don't try to, you don't want to bulldoze your way through a conversation and try to you know, be the only person on there. There's usually people who are, are just listening like they're not participating you just don't want to go in there and and act like it's all about you on the flip side of that you can go in there and show how much you're interested in what someone else has to say hey that's a really interesting point michael roberts tell me more about that it's not that hard it's just part of how you approach it from the very beginning you don't go in there and say hey follow me follow me vote for me for this thing we've all seen people who do that like right off the bat and it it is it's just Mm -hmm. the same as you're going to a dinner party so just you know, basics there you want to think about, that's how you're going to get yourself on the map. If you want to establish yourself as a thought leader, for instance, on an important topic, on a topic that's relevant to you, there are ways to do that. You can show your relevance by how relevantly you're talking about a trend or a topic. So again, it's it makes sense when you think about it, but it just takes a long time to kind of hone that and realize that from the get-go, there are people who are going to either like what you're doing or just think, like, what was that when they encounter yeah. you on social line online? You know,
3: Jared, uh, Michael used to make fun of me because I am the the owner of the company. I'm the head salesperson. And he would constantly say like, you know, you got to calm down, man. Not everybody wants to get married on the first date. Maybe they just want a cup of coffee, you know, <laughs> to the point of just trying to just let people know that you're knowledgeable about a particular subject is a real plus there. And especially if you're passionate about it, passionate about it. I've had so many conversations with med tech companies where they don't want to give away everything. I always laugh like you're not going to give away everything. You're just talking about what excites you and telling people that you have knowledge about it and wanting to engage in a conversation. You don't have to quote sell them that you're the only person to do it to do that, but at least build up trust that you've got knowledge about it and that you've got a passion for it.
1: There was a video going around and Maybe still be going around now, where it was basically saying like, if you sold digital marketing in real life, the same way that people are doing it online, and it was basically a guy with a bullhorn just going down the street and just like <laughs> anybody that he could see would just get right in their face and yell at them, you know, through this thing, like <laughs> buy my thing, you know, we all like instantly think of somebody, <laughs> you know, and it, when you see that kind of example, you see your email marketing that you get, you know, Hey, Michael, I know you were just thinking about this, this, this. I was like, no, I have no idea who you are. I don't
3: know what you're right. doing. I can't hit the delete key <laughs> fast enough. I can't. I,
1: it feels like my patience for that kind of marketing has just grown thinner and thinner. Because like, because so many people hit so many like unexpected road bumps last year, it's like that stuff just flourished and it was just everywhere. And it's like, okay, like if we have no relationship, this isn't going anywhere. And I'm, I'm kind of... Dipping into uh, a future point. So I'm going to move on here. So we talked about a positive, get yourself on the map. One of the negatives here is that you can also get yourself on the map with a black eye or really look like you're tone deaf or really not be paying attention to people. You know, one of the conversations that were was going around this year was, you know, how much should you be posting or not on inauguration day? You know, how like the eyes of the nation are, whether you're happy or sad, are very much on Washington. And, and you know, so there was a lot going on at that time. If you've got a lot of stuff that's just kind of auto-scheduled out there and you're not taking into account these kinds of days or you aren't able to get back in there and turn that stuff off and get rid of it quickly you're gonna look bad. You you really do have to kind of read the room and actually pay attention to what's going on in the world if you're going to be sociable. You can't just pretend like it's something where you can just keep broadcasting and everybody will just be happy that you are.
3: Yeah, you know, Michael, it goes back to what Jared brought up about being at the cocktail party or the restaurant, et cetera. You know, read the room, man. You certainly wouldn't be doing a comic shtick at a funeral. There are some instances where it's not what you're saying, but when you're saying it, like you're bringing up. And then it's also, hey, just be careful about what you're saying too. Take take a step back, make make sure of it. Um, it's not a tone deaf statement as well. So just, it's just more about being careful. I wouldn't stop being online for that reason. I just think you just need mm-hmm. to take a deep breath and take a look and make sure, uh, like you mentioned, if you're doing auto posting it, you're not posting on bad days.
2: Right, and then there's even just the thought of, how quickly things change. There are ways we talk about things in society now that are oh, different yes. than they were a year or two ago. And just being mindful of that social consciousness in everything we do, it's its just gonna help keep you from getting even close to this line of coming across tone deaf, because it's true, like what, what comes off as tone deaf now is very different than it has been in the past. And so just keeping an eye on like, this is one of those things that, that moves and it's another another reason to just be aware of how people are saying things. I believe it's progress personally. You know, I, I like to see how things have changed. It's just something we gotta be aware of and how we come across.
3: I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I wanted to bring up what I consider to be a plus, relationships so much has changed, you know, since COVID. Michael, I don't know how many events you and I went to, whether they were conferences, meetings, et cetera, where, you know, you got to kind of build some trust and relationship building just by being there or having other people visit you. Certainly our in-person contact, Michael, I think it's been a year since I've seen you in person, let alone anybody else.
1: Yeah. I was talking about, with that, about that with uh, somebody recently, like, Yeah, like we were even talking about Mardi Gras this year and all those kinds of things. How New Orleans, you know, so much shut down, and and I was talking with some people from different parts of the world. Like, oh, I just you know, I I can't wait to go to New Orleans again. I was like, I can't wait to go to New Orleans again. (laughs) Like, I'm really (laughs) excited about actually going out and, and seeing those things again. Yeah. So interactions in any space right now look completely different than they did two years ago.
3: It's also an opportunity. So yes, I used to say to all of my clients. Hey, come on down. We'll feed you, and it's true. I would definitely be happy to feed you. Uh, come on down when things are safe, and we will feed you. But getting back to the the opportunity side, because now you really are not traveling, it does give you the opportunity to connect with people online. I wasn't on LinkedIn as much. I wasn't on Facebook as much, et cetera. and so, those types of meetings, those types of conversations, I should say, that are online on those different platforms are certainly much more acceptable now.
1: Right. That's very true. Everybody, I always appreciate that you tune in, that you're listening to to the show here. I wanted to let you know that we have set up a new newsletter that you can get to at paradigmshift.health. That's paradigmshift.health. You can go there and The reason that we've got this newsletter is that we like to send out a few extra pieces of information with the show. We also have a full transcript for every single episode that we do, and we can let you know that through email. We can let you know also if we have like a good quote card to be able to show for every episode. So check that out if you'd like, paradigmshift.health. Thanks so much.
2: There's a component of this that actually came up in a recent Twitter chat about whether like where the line is between personal and business social media yeah. presence. And I thought it was interesting because it's evolved a little bit too, I think because of the pandemic, there are those who in this Twitter chat were, were saying like, they've, they've always wondered kind of where that line is. And they used to share... A lot of personal things, but they basically had a, only a professional presence on social media. Uh, I think they were mostly referring to Twitter and Facebook, and mm-hmm. they were going back several years in their example. But they said, and then they just got the feeling, feeling like you know, these are not things that I want to share with you know, all my colleagues, you know, or people who know me professionally. They just don't know that side of me, so they kind of took a step back and, and wondered, well, maybe there's there should be a bigger line there than than they thought. And there was kind of the other side of that of of people who were like, you know what, I didn't used to, like that, that line used to be a lot bigger, but then COVID hit and I realized like those are the people who I wanted to share some of the the personal things are happening in my life because they were people who they were either coworkers or colleagues or mm-hmm. people you were in a networking group with that you used to meet with face-to-face or you saw them at a conference. And you're like, you know what, the those parts of our lives have kind of blended together now and we only have online. And I just need it. You know, I want to share this with you. I want to find out the same kinds of things with about your life. So I think there are more people who are in that camp of like the line has blurred, like they're sharing more, they kind of let down the walls. And I'm sure there there's, people on both sides of that, the others who have felt like, yeah, I, I just don't really feel comfortable sharing as much anymore. But it's just interesting how that part of things has changed as well. And I think it is an important thing because you can overshare with professional colleagues when oh, yes. you think you're building a relationship and you're like, okay, I, you know what? Yeah, that's your fourth meal pick of the day. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm
3: good. I'm good. Really man? I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. And, and that's on a personal basis. You have to figure out, you know, what's the right balance. I mean, with us personally, you know, intra company, I've learned more about everybody's significant others, children, et cetera, and happily, may I add. So, you know, finding that right balance, I think that's a personal thing, but, but you're right about that. And depending on the platform you're on, I think that has a lot to be said, too, for what you're going to talk about and what you're not going to talk about. That could be a whole, <laughs> a whole separate podcast. I wanted to talk a little bit about the minus side, which we were talking to a client of ours, Michael, and I think they wanted to be on every single platform that that was possible.
1: And I mean, if there's a platform to be on... Why wouldn't you be on every single? No, don't. Please don't.
3: Please don't, please don't do that. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, along those lines, how many times have we started meeting with a client? And this is as small as a one person practice, all the way up to a, a fairly large sized company where, yeah, we have a Facebook page, but you know, we really haven't been on it for a few years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why do you still have the page? So right. yeah, I, I do think you got to be smart about what, you have to understand the consequences of being on X, whatever X is, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook. And you've got to make sure you've got the time and energy to be on those platforms.
1: I'm still waiting to see your TikTok you know, profile. Like I, I've, I've not seen it yet, but. <laughs>
3: You're not going to see it. Yeah.
1: At <laughs> any moment, now. Yeah, it is interesting because like all of these, these platforms have their strengths and weaknesses. And I, and I think that, That's been talked about, you know, plenty and plenty. It's the indecisive company that really struggles because if you are trying to be everywhere, you'll succeed at being nowhere. You're never going to get enough of a relationship built with anybody in any of those spaces. You're never going to get any kind of traction because, you know, if if you do have a Facebook page you haven't touched in two years, like what's that doing for you? We use Facebook very, very sparingly. We have one amazingly to show that yes, we do exist, and that that we do have a company here. But you know, it's definitely not the main main platform that we're looking at. And so it's it's really is about where your audience is and and where you're getting responses from people and and who you're getting them from. Is this is this the right crowd for you?
3: Yeah, it really is going back to that whole conversation. What am I trying to accomplish online? You know, because I can't tell you how many times I've talked to somebody uh, and, and they'll say like, I want to be a better tweeterer. A good indication that they don't know what Twitter is. And, and I'm always like, all right, why? Well, everybody's on it. Okay, that's a good start. But is that really the answer that you're looking for? So, you know, I, I do think being on the platform because it exists is not a good answer. You know, there, there needs to be some reasoning behind it.
2: Right, right. And then those kinds of things do come up after someone has either they've heard a, a podcast episode or they've attended a conference or they've they've read a blog post about some of your marketing basics, but they don't have any context for it. And so they do just assume like that's all you need to do. Well, why aren't we on TikTok? Why aren't we on Snapchat? And there needs to be a... a an expectation that you can have a conversation about that and understand that that might not be the answer for what makes sense for your business. It's just interesting how digital has blurred that line because it used to be if back in the pre digital days, if you're like, hey, I just read a, ma- I just went to the doctor's office and, you know, so this is again, this is dating myself, but <laughs> I, I read a magazine, I read Golf Digest <laughs> in the waiting room. I think we ought to advertise our business in that magazine. Why? Well, because it was there. Like, no, like that wouldn't make sense to anybody. You'd be like, that's a waste of your marketing budget. But that's kind of where those conversations go just because it's like, well, it's the hot thing. Like somebody's, somebody's talking about TikTok. So we need to be there because it's there. So that's a really great point. And then I think when, when we're looking at, you know, it's how what, what, that leads to the question of what's a good number of places to be. That's not a clear, concise, simple answer either. I can take a guess here, you know, in terms of just, just based on experience of say, you know, small and like mid-sized med tech companies, healthcare, healthcare organizations, uh, health tech companies, they do seem to be uh, in more than one place. I, I think I've typically seen maybe, you know, two, three, four at the most mm-hmm. and, uh, different platforms. And that usually doesn't mean all of them are updated in the same way because they shouldn't be the content should be different for each platform and that's part of the decision making of determining where you want to be because part of it's like where where can we just like own this where can we own the conversation where do we provide the most value where do we get the most value if somebody's really not good at writing you might not want to be on like on medium for example which is a an essentially a, a blogging site if you're really not good at taking pictures please don't mm-hmm. go on instagram like please like, just don't, you know, you don't need to be there. Just realize, like, part of it really is your strengths and weaknesses.
3: Yeah, and and you know what your passions are, right? I mean, it's important that if, if you think Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram is the answer for you, and there's a good strategy behind it, that's great, but somebody still has to do it. And to your point, let's say Medium is great, you know, this is where you want to be for whatever reason for the company. Well, then you better have somebody assigned to it that likes to write, to your point, right? Or or a photographer for, or somebody who likes taking photographs, at least, for Instagram, et cetera. So, these are kind of critically important things because uh, it, quote, may be free to be on Twitter, Facebook, et al., but it's not. You're going to spend time and energy and resources to make that work. And you need to make <laughs> sure it fits within your overall strategy.
1: To jump on that, I know that linkedin is a good platform for us as a company Mm -hmm. i know that it's good for me personally connecting with people that you know i'm meeting through these these different contexts and i've set myself a goal of how often i'm trying to post a week and all of that kind of stuff because it's just how i'm wired and so i start the day and i'm like today i'm posting to linkedin it's gonna happen (laughs) i'm going to post to linkedin and then it's three o'clock i'm going to post to linkedin and then it's the end of the day and i'm going dang it, I haven't posted to LinkedIn. Tomorrow. 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 I'm totally going to. And it's, it really is like, you you really do have to like carve out time for these kinds of things. Cause especially when it comes to something like LinkedIn, like I I do find that platform to be a bit more, if it's used well, like introspective using, you know, having like some level of sharing your learnings, sharing something that's more than just, Hey, go click on my link kind of thing. And so you know, to really write something that's going to be really helpful or a good conversation starter or something like that, it's not something where you can just sit down, take two minutes, post something, and move on. And and if you are, please contact me at Michael at uh, because I would <laughs> love so, love to be that fast at it. But it does. You you have to stop and think. There is an investment that you have to make in this space.
2: Hundred percent. Well, maybe that kind of leads us to our to I think what will be our our final plus. Of social media about where you can win, which is just keeping your finger on the pulse of what's going on. And this really falls under the listening side, which tends to get neglected. Maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't a completely subconscious why I ended up having this be the last thing that we talk about because maybe it's it shouldn't be the last thing I think about, but maybe that's just uh, myself like a, a reminder of like, you need to move this up in importance again. Uh, there used to be a rule of thumb that I would put out there in terms of all the social media time that you spend whatever the time it is if it's 1 hour a week if it's 10 hours a week whatever that time is of that time you should be spending 50% of your time posting and publishing you know all the things we've been talking about and then 50 the other 50% of the time engaging meaning listening, commenting on other people's posts, responding to them, sharing their stuff. Hey, you know, the, you know, this person had a really good insight. I'm, you know, I'm sharing this, I'm retweeting it or whatever, but that like, it's usually a bit jarring to have shared that rule of of thumb with people in the past. And they're like, wait, you know, I'm usually like 90 10 or 95% publishing and posting because we do have, there are a lot of rules of engagement there. So we do have to learn how to do it right. But, the other half of the power of social media, the opportunity for a win is absolutely in listening because that's where you learn what's important to the people who you are trying to reach and be relevant to. That doesn't even necessarily just mean a potential client or customer. That means your own team members, your own employees. That means partners. That means others in the supply chain who are uh, sharing things with you. It means everyone in your ecosystem for you to learn what's important to them that's invaluable. And that's where we, we don't want that to get swept under the rug either. That should be part of the time that we spend on social media. And the closer you can get that to 50-50, I'm telling you, that's where the greatest value has come in for me. Because then I can... It's it's a bit of a flywheel, right? Like you, you spend a little bit more time listening one week and you're like, okay, a lot of people are talking about this topic. And I haven't thought about that at all. So let me go uh, uh, next week and just share some thoughts on that or comment on someone else's post on that topic. And then that's going to lead to something even more relevant the next time. And And those people are going to be like, you know, they're going to be like, Oh, Hey, you, uh, you shared something really relevant. You must care about this topic. And it just kind of builds from there. So I, I think the momentum effect there of helping people realize that you are listening, it's one of the more like, like finessed areas of social media that just takes some time, at least from my experience, it's not, it wasn't automatic for me to like know exactly how to do that, but just committing some of that time to do it, maybe a little bit more than than you'd expect, uh, pays off in dividends.
1: Bigger here. Big time. Absolutely. So, you know, Jared's one of my heroes on social media. I'm saying <clears throat> that and not in a way to butter him up or not a way to just, you know, fill the time here. But I do look up to Jared quite a bit on these platforms. So definitely, definitely seconding what he's saying there. So we've covered five quick items here. Obviously there's so many more things that, that we could look at when it comes to to social media, but that's kind of going to be our, our refresher topic for the day, you know, pay attention for our next episode. We'll, we'll conclude this series. Thanks so much for, for following us on this journey so far. Have a good one.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to the Paradigm Shift of Healthcare. This program is brought to you by Health Connective, custom marketing solutions for medtech and pharma. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.